From a secret location in room 100 of 540 Jack Gibbs Boulevard, this is Craft. I'm your host, Doug Dangler. Along with Pulitzer Prize-winning Washington Post reporter Debbie Senzipper, Jim Ogrebefeld is the co-author of the new book, Love Wins, The Lovers and Lawyers Who Fought the Landmark Case for Marriage Equality. Jim Ogrebefeld will be in Columbus on June 19th with the Columbus Pride Brunch. And he spoke to special guest interviewer Byron Edgington about the book and his life. Jim, first of all, thanks very much for your time today. I'm talking with Jim Obergefeld. First of all, some congratulations, not just for your success at the high court on June 26, 2015, but more recently for your award from the GLAD folks for your Anderson Cooper interview. Thank you, Byron. That was definitely a surprise for me, but it was a lot of fun and quite the honor. Yeah, and uh, somebody said you sat next to Robert De Niro at the dinner. Is that true? Correct. Um, at my table was Robert De Niro, Connie Britton, and Jennifer Lawrence. In Love Wins, your Cincinnati attorney, Al Gerhardstein, says, quote, Every civil rights case starts with a story. Briefly, what is the story, Jim, and why should we read Love Wins? Well, the story is about John and me from childhood on, and, you know, especially his diagnosis with ALS and then our decision to get married in Maryland and then file suit against the state of Ohio, Mm -hmm. which eventually took us to the Supreme Court. But it isn't just about us. It's about several of the other plaintiffs in the Supreme Court case. It's about Al, our attorney. It's about a couple judges. And it's also about Cincinnati itself as a character, talking about how the city of Cincinnati has changed over the past couple of decades. Yeah, I was uh, struck as I read through the book how much the city of Cincinnati and Hamilton County itself really are a part of our characters in the book. It's uh, it's a very interesting evolution and uh, very gratifying. It's been very exciting to see how a city can change in a positive way. Sure, yeah, and you have uh, Chris Seelbach down there is on the city council in Cincinnati now. So it's correct. A, it's a very uh, it's a very good direction. Okay, so uh, speaking of stories, the civil marriage equality story. As you know, Jim, isn't some technical argument or some dry ideological exercise. It's about real people and real families. Jim, you mentioned those uh, co-plaintiffs. Can you tell us a bit about those folks and how their lives have changed since June 26th of 15? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, the biggest thing is for my friends, Kelly and Kelly, Pam and Nicole, Joe and Rob, Mm -hmm. they were part of the Ohio birth certificate case. Joe and Rob are from New York, and they adopted in Ohio. Pam and Nicole, Kelly and Kelly all live in northern Kentucky and wanted Ohio birth certificates listing both names. So when I think about one of the big changes uh, following this decision is the fact that those kids now have accurate birth certificates that say they have two parents, and both parents can feel secure knowing that no matter what happens, Mm -hmm. they have all of those legal rights that go with being a parent for their children. So that's been an enormous change for for those plaintiffs. Um, David Michener, much like like my story, his husband Bill died unexpectedly, and David and I were the two widowers in the case. And for us, it's just that comfort of knowing the last official record of the person we loved, of of our husband. Um, can never change, and it will always reflect that we were married and that 
David and I are are surviving spouses. Yeah, Jim, that you bring up an interesting point, and you do it in the book as well. And what a lot of folks, um, myself included, I admittedly don't realize. We mentioned it. This is about real people and real families, but people don't realize how many legal protections and benefits that the marriage equality entails. And uh, I think the, the number that comes to my mind is 1,138. Is that true? I know it was the first number that popped into my mind was 1,800. But then mm-hmm. I questioned myself, was it 1,800 or 1,100? So it's somewhere in there, but it, yeah. it is a significant number number of rights. And, you know, for me, well, when John and I got married, we knew Ohio wouldn't recognize it, but that was... You know, that was an abstract con- concept. Mm-hmm. We wanted to get married and have the federal government say we exist. Mm-hmm. And for us, that abstract knowledge became real when Al pulled out a blank test certificate and said, you know, guys, I'm sure you haven't thought about this because who thinks about a death certificate when you've just gotten married? But do you understand, do you realize that when John dies, Ohio will say he's unmarried and Jim, your name won't be there. That's right. That's yeah. when, that's when that abstract concept, that abstract law, became real to us and became personal, and it was one of those, one of those things that we hadn't thought about and realized we were willing to fight for it. Sure. Yeah. It is not just some technical argument. It's uh, it's about real people and their lives, and that comes out very strongly in the book. And so let's talk about it. It is a people story. Um, so let's let's hear from your late husband, John Arthur. Uh, I have to ask you, Jim, what would John say about Obergefell v. Hodges and the new activism of this shy, retiring guy that he called sweater vest guy? What would John say about that? <laughs> um, John would say, Jim, I'm glad you're the one in the middle of all of this. I'm going to stay over here in a corner and be quiet while you deal with all of this craziness. Um, John was such a, a charming, outgoing guy, but he hated to be the center of attention. So mm-hmm. for him, so many of the things that I've experienced over the past two years, he would he would look at as being the center of attention, and he would want nothing to do with it. I think embraced it and that I have changed in mm. those regards where, you know, I walk to a social situation where I don't know anyone and his ability to, to connect with people immediately. I now I now have to do that and I think he would just laugh watching yeah. me do that. <laughs> well Jim, I, I get the impression that uh, you were uh, probably a little bit of a reluctant activist yourself. And it sounds like the last, well, since the Supreme Court decision on June 26th of 15, your life has been anything but inactive and shy. So can you give us a, can you give us a quick rundown of some of the, the, some of the plaudits that you've gotten and some of the recognition that you've gotten just very briefly? Yes, let's see. I think one of my favorites was I had the opportunity to introduce President Obama at an event in New York City. So for me, it wasn't an award or anything, but it was an honor to be able to do that. Sure. But I've received awards and 
acknowledgments from the Ohio Democratic Party, from SAGE, which is services and advocacy for um, gay and lesbian elders. I've gotten awards from Equality North Carolina, Equality Florida, the ACLU of Southern California, um, the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. Politico. Politico named me as one of their 50 top influencers for the past, for 2015. Um, Out Magazine named me to their 100, to their Out 100 list. So it's been a rather crazy and unbelievable experience. The fact that people feel like I've I deserve these honors. And for me, I always just think I did it because I loved my husband and I wanted to live up to my promises. So it's it's quite an honor. That's for certain. But I'm still getting used to it. Yeah. Well, uh, I hope it continues for you and it, uh, it, it comes out very strongly on the book. And uh, it's, uh, it's a book that, in fact, it reminded me as I read through it, it's, it has a real strong narrative arc. It's kind of like a novel in a way because it has all the elements it has the crisis for the protagonists, and it has a, a building sense of tension to it, and it has a really satisfying uh, climax, and then an interesting uh, uh, denouement. But uh, and, and it's written very, very well, and you can pass that along to Ms. Sensiper for us. Um, it's very easy to read, and it's, it doesn't get into technical details to the extent that you can't understand it. It's very readable. And it's very satisfying. Well, I'm thrilled to hear that. And that was really one of our goals. We didn't want to make this a dense legal mm-hmm. book. We, we wanted it to be a narrative. We wanted it to be a story. We wanted it to be something that people could relate to and connect to. So I'm thrilled to hear you say that. Mm-hmm. And Bob Woodward, one of the, one of the comments in the book, belongs on the silver screen. And the... And the fact that, you know, we sold the movie rights, it, it really is a story. Like you say, it's, mm-hmm. it has all of those, all of those components. It does have, it has all those elements. And, uh, in fact, here's an interesting uh, anecdotal part. Uh, uh, as I read through it, 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 was, it struck me that you mentioned in the book that you and John were present and witnessed the fall of the Berlin Wall. Now, Jim, did you ever imagine you'd help topple another wall, helping your LGBT <laughs> friends enjoy civil marriage in the U.S.? Did it ever occur to you? Yeah, we're, we're losing you, Jim. We're losing you just a little bit here. Um, since June t- 26th of uh, 2015, that's the date of the decision in the Supreme Court, there have been many anti-LGBT initiatives, uh, religious freedom. Yeah, we're, I'm still here. Come back and uh, okay. you want to comment on that Berlin Wall comment? Um, yeah. So um, can we can we start that one over just because we lost yeah. each other and then we sure can. Yeah, um, you write in the book that you witnessed the fall of the Berlin Wall. Um, did you ever imagine at the time you'd help topple another wall and help? LGBT friends across America enjoy civil marriage? Absolutely not. You know, I when I was living in Germany in the summer of 1989, and I happened to have the opportunity to go to Berlin that day when they started tearing down the wall, 
I thought that was my brush with history. I thought this was it. This was the historic event I would experience, I would be part of. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I would be fortunate enough to be part of this mm-hmm. That's a, additional historical event. Yeah, I would, uh, I would venture to say that this is a little bit bigger wall, and uh, so uh, I'm sure a lot of people appreciate your efforts, you and the co-plaintiffs. Uh, let me ask you something else. Since June 26th of 15, uh, there have been a lot of anti-LGBT initiatives, religious freedom referendums and so forth, so-called bathroom bills, most notably in North Carolina. Are these efforts a backlash to the SCOTUS ruling, Jim, uh, do you feel, and did you anticipate those initiatives? Absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly believe that they are a backlash to the Supreme Court ruling. And I and I think many other people in the LGBTQ civil rights movement expected there to be a backlash. Uh-huh. We just never dreamed it would be quite as bad as it has been. Um, you know, these, these bills are, in my opinion, they're, they're motivated by animus and hatred towards our community. And it's people who feel like they are losing power. So, yes, I expected something, but I never expected it to be quite to this extent. Yeah, yeah it's, it's too bad. Okay, well, let's get back to the specifically about the book. We don't have a whole lot of time left. Um, when can we expect Love Wins to be available in bookstores, and in what formats will it be available, Jim? It goes on sale June 14th, okay. and that will be in hardback as well as ebook. Yeah. Okay, and uh, now once it comes out, how about signings? Uh, where are you going to be signing books, and when? Um, just to... It is... is falling together pretty nicely. I will be in New York City on June 13th and 14th, in Washington, D.C. at the Smithsonian on June 15th, in Philadelphia at the Constitution Center on the 16th, and then June 17th and 18th, I'll be in Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. and on June 19th, I'll be at the Pride Brunch in Columbus. Oh, good. And from from there, additional cities, Cleveland, San Francisco, Phoenix, Santa Fe, my hometown of Sandusky, lots of places coming up. Yeah, great. Well, we look forward to it. And uh, tell us uh, very briefly, when can we expect to see the movie? Ask that one again, Byron, I'm sorry? Yeah, when can we expect to see a movie? That, I wish I could give you any valid or accurate answer. All I can go on is based what the producer said last year when they bought the rights, they said, in general, about two years. So yeah. sometime, I think, maybe not next summer, but maybe, um, you know, early in 2018 is my guess. Yeah. But that, that is just a guess. Okay. Well, we'll keep that in mind. Uh, <clears throat> we're talking with Jim Obergefell, lead plaintiff, in the landmark decision by the U.S. Supreme Court that made civil marriage equality the law of the land in America. Uh, Every civil rights case does begin with a good story. Love Wins by Debbie Sensiper and Jim Obergefell is that story and more. Anyone who believes that love wins should read this book. 
Jim Obergefell is lead plaintiff, as I say, and I think there's a reason that Jim probably will agree with this. It, the title of the book is in present tense. There's nothing past tense about it. It continues to win, and let's hope it continues to do that. Jim, thanks very much for your time today. I hope you sell a million of them. Thanks, Byron. I appreciate that. It's been great talking with you, and I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed the book. For more information from my guests, visit www.crafttheshow.com. This is Doug Dangler. Until next time, be creative. Be creative.